Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing on this glorious day, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is August 10th, 1996. Yeah, it is. And we have got some news. We've got some booze. And we've got some cruise. Where are you hiding this booze? I want some. Yeah, you've you've had enough, I think, Carol. <laughs> you only think so. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right, well, it's- Based on some of the weird-ass shit you were saying last episode. I know. On the 90210 show. Talking about murdering old women and stuff. Speaking of murdering old women, though, what do you think about Pantera's sound being hardcore? But you can still tap your foot to it. I don't like Pantera. No? No, not even a little bit. You're not a fan of Pantera. I, I unfortunately saw them in concert. It Did was you? not happy making. <laughs> not happy making? No. Pantera's music hammers and pounds, seeming more like a brontosaurus than the band's namesake, Panther. Yet underneath, there's a rhythmic slink that is sure-footed and catlike. What the fuck? That's what uh, that's what this dude thinks. All right, dude. Salvatore Caputo. I disagree. Well, uh, white zombie with Pantera, Deftones, and I hate God. Oh my God! But it's E Y E. What? E Y E. I. Yeah. Okay, like the eyeball. Right. Uh, they're going to be uh, performing at the Palace. Of Auburn Hills. Well, I hope they get smited. $25. Come on. Isn't it smote? Who does that? Who's like, I hate God so much, I'm going to name my band that. Yeah. And then expect success. You don't think they're going to be successful? No. Not as successful as White Zombie? No. They're named after a movie from 1936. It's better than I Hate God. Yeah. Well, are you ready to bring on the blandness, Carol? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Bill Knapps is perfectly ordinary. It is. And that's perfectly okay. And delicious. Says John Tashlicha. They have the best cheeseburgers. I had never set foot inside of Bill Knapps, but I have now seen the blandness. (laughs) I have tasted it, and I want more. Bill Knapps is for the bland among us. For people with Ford Escorts, (laughs) beige carpeting, and cotton briefs. What the fuck? I like Bill Knapps, and I am not bland. It is also one of the tastiest values around. It's one of my uh, stepdad's favorite restaurants. Yeah, well, apparently he's bland, too. They have cake. You can get cake, like a little piece of cake as a dessert with a meal. Wow. Oh, my God. It's the the only place in the world to get cake. (laughs) Little chocolate cake pieces yeah the their bill knapp's chocolate cake is good it is it's all good i don't i don't i don't understand the blandness thing it's not milk toast they're serving you know it's burgers and 
Yeah, well, burgers tend to be kind of bland unless you get them from somewhere like the Outback Steakhouse. The Outback Steakhouse. I love their burgers. Yeah. Don't you think they're the best? I usually get their steak or their, what is it, the Queensland chicken and shrimp? I don't know. I've never gotten that. It's like a pasta. It's like a fettuccine Alfredo, but it's got chicken and shrimp in it. Hmm. Okay, we got to go there. I want that. And a blooming onion. All right, next date night. Yeah. Outback Steakhouse. All right. Which, you know, because we don't have kids and we're not married, date night could be any night. It could even be tonight. That's true. Take me to Outback. (laughs) Make it happen. All right. Well, uh, you know what else we're going to make happen? Sheila Toramina. What the fuck now? Livonia. What about Livonia? Put those words together. I, I I could put them together and move them around like puzzle pieces, and they still wouldn't make sense. Livonia prepares to welcome home Olympic champion Sheila Taramina. She's oh. a sw- swimmer on the on the gold medal uh, eight hundred meter relay team. Well, congratulations! So she's coming back to Livonia. That's a town near and dear to our hearts. It sure is. Okay. Well, what do you think about this massive love, Carol? What? No, it's massive love. Cool. Can we do a massive? Are we here to talk about massive love? Does that fit? <laughs> you your- said, "What do you think about this massive love?" And I said, "What?" Because I don't know anything yet. Because you haven't told me. So tell me about no, the massive love. I'm saying, does that meet your approval? You know, can I we lo- talk about that? You know, I love massive love. Speaking of times of the month, it's that time of the month that we do massive love, Carol. Yay. Old-fashioned, divorced, white female, 59, 5'3", 130 pounds, enjoys most anything. Alrighty. Seeking single white male who's honest, caring, trustworthy, and has a good sense of humor. Talk about milk toast. She's ready for almost anything, though, Carol. (laughs) Or enjoys almost anything. I mean, that does leave her open to a lot. Yeah. But she's old-fashioned, too, so I don't... That doesn't go together. No. She's going to end up in some weird situations. Yeah. But how old is she? 59. See, she's old-fashioned. She's 59. She doesn't mean that. She doesn't mean that the way that the rest of the world hears that. She literally means, like, I like everything. I'm a happy, positive person. You know? That's that's all she means. But you're right. The freaks are going to be like, oh, let me uh, tie grandma up and put her in the closet and see how she likes it. (laughs) Wow. That is disturbing. Yeah. She was born in 1937. How many dudes are even on here that are her age? Like, why? Why are you putting an ad out, lady? I don't know. But. Go to the senior center with Mark's mom. Oh, my God. Get off of that. <laughs> how, about, how about a born-again single black female, 43, interested in meeting a born-again black male, 45 to 50, must enjoy smiling and laughter? What the fuck? So, like, is she meeting guys that are like, I just fucking hate laughter? I mean, maybe she's meeting guys who hate life. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Enjoys jazz, gospel music, fishing, movies, and church. Wow. Yeah. 
She definitely sounds born again. What what exactly do you think is the difference between born again Christians and regular Christians? I don't get it. Um, virginity? Is that the difference? I don't know. You think it means like a hypothetical hymen? Like you've been born again so the hymen has reappeared? That's That might be the greatest phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> hypothetical hymen. <laughs> We should form a band and name it Hypothetical Yes, Hyman. and then we can smite I Hate God. There you go. <laughs> In Battle of the Bands. Oh, my God. Hypothetical Hyman versus I Hate God. <laughs> All we do is, is... So, the difference between regular Christians and born-again Christians, I guess, is the shitty music born-again Christians listen to. I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. But we've got some more Christians here. Okay. Simple, honest, sensitive country boy. Non-smoker. Non-drinker. And then, I don't understand this, Holy Land. What? Holy Land DM. What? Seeks tall. Okay. All right. I'm going to read all this again. Okay. Simple, honest, sensitive country boy. Non-smoker. Non-drinker. Holy Land DM seeks tall, slender, Arab WF 3444 who enjoys life as it comes. No games. This is like a, this is an ad that went down one road and took a complete different turn. Simple, honest, sensitive country boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Non-smoker, non-drinker. That makes a lot of sense, right? Yes. All that, all that checks out. Then he says, Holy Land divorced male. Yeah, what does that mean? Seeks tall. He's from the Holy Land? He's a country boy, but he's also from the Holy Land. But he seeks a tall, slender, Arab, white female who enjoys life as it comes. No games. Okay, so first of all, isn't being an Arab its own thing? Not, Not white or black, but Arabic? Yeah, that's why he said Arab. But he said Arab white. What? Oh, yeah. Arabs. Oh, oh okay. Is it Arab slash yes, white? It, yeah, it's, like both? Yes, Arab slash white. Okay. Because okay. I thought he was saying he wants a white Arab, and I'm like, I don't know how that works. <laughs> he wants a white zombie. I mean, like, I know there are some darker skinned Arabic people, but. Yeah. But, I mean, show me a, a Palestinian and a Israelite, and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Well, I mean, I, I I surely wouldn't either. I'm just thinking about, like, how hard I have a time to tell up. What? <laughs> how about like, how hard of a time you have to form a sentence? Like, okay, like, trying to tell, like, Korean and Japanese and Chinese people apart. Like, wow. I can now, wow. but I really had to, like, learn. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go down that road. You know you want to. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand a Holy Land divorced male. Is oh. he divorced from the Holy Land? <laughs> I've been expelled from the Holy Land. It's uh it's Cain. <laughs> That's who it is. I think he needs to hook up with Amalama Lakum. Oh, wow. You mean Asalamalikum? Yeah, that dude. Work on that new nation. All right. All right. 
Uh, how about expressive, useful, single white female, 50-ish, seeking a single black male 50-ish, who's practiced in honest communication and values, a friendship slash companionship at first. Expressive, useful. What? What is wrong with all of these people? What does useful mean? <clears throat> she can be used. Well, and to say he's practiced in communication, like what? What do you mean? What are you looking for? I don't <laughs> understand. She's looking for radar from uh, from Mash, but because uh, he's was the communications officer. right. But black. It's a very strange ad. They're She's, all very strange ads. This was a this was an oddball mix today. I'm still trying to figure out this divorced Holy Land, but yeah, okay. Yeah, and he, if he if he is a Holy Land, why is he divorced? <laughs> I thought I thought they didn't believe in that. Right. Come on, Holy Land. <sighs> but I mean, he's a guy, so he can get divorced. Women can't get divorced. Women get stoned. Oh yeah, divorced is uh well yeah, you get stoned too sometimes. Oh 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 you mean killed with stones. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh but yeah, so divorced probably to him probably means that his wife's been beheaded or something. Right. She won't be a problem anymore. Is that racist? Yeah. I mean he is in the Detroit area, so I mean, yeah, it is, but... But he's also Holy Land. <laughs> and a country boy. What does that mean? I is know a, a country boy, and he's not from the Holy Land. He's he's a country boy, but the country is Israel. Right, there you go. Maybe he just really likes, like, down-home Southern living, but he's actually from... I want to picture this Middle person. East. Picture this person. <laughs> okay. Picture a... A Middle Eastern person that's in overalls bailing hay. Oh my god. Well, I mean, okay. With a corn cob pipe. Are they wearing a turban? Yes. As well. That's quite a sight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so this week we watched both a movie. And a television program. Guess what the television program was? They should know by now. It's the real world. Miami. And guess what else is going on with the real world? I don't know. It's boring. I know. It is a little boring, but they also they haven't still been figuring out what they're doing. They still haven't. No, they're not doing anything. This is week five, people. They're just hanging out, doing nothing. Get it together. And then it was the Russian bitch almost the whole episode. Yeah, this was the Russians episode. I don't like her. Dospidanya. She has some boyfriend that we didn't even know about until now. Yeah, she's got some boyfriend back home. Dimitri. Mitchell. Mitchell? Okay. <laughs> Those are different names. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, it's Mitchell. <laughs> and... uh I don't know, they had some huge fight, and apparently she is sleeping with her boss. Yes. But she, that's not what they're fighting about, because Mitchell does not know about no, the boss. No, he has no idea that she's fucking her boss. <laughs> but her boss knows all about Mitchell. Yeah. 
He's like, oh, I got to stay away for a little while because Mitchell's coming into town. Yeah. And he's like, but, you know, I can't I can't be upset about that. Like, whatever, you know. You can tell he's jealous. I guess. But, like, did he know about Like, he knows about it now. But, like, at what point did she tell him? Because he said something about boyfriend when they fir- when she was first flirting yeah. with him. And she was like, oh, I don't have a boyfriend. So when did she was, when was she like, oh, I lied, by the way, about that? I do. That's a good question. I kind, I kind of have a boyfriend. Yeah, I don't know. And what exactly did she tell him? Because I'm pretty sure she didn't say, when I, when I first see him, I'm going to be on roller skates and making out with him. Because she started kissing him almost immediately. Hmm. On those roller skates. Why is she roller skating around Miami? Oh, it's weird. Yeah, he was pulling her around like a dog on a leash. It was very weird. When I didn't like it. When he's really the one on the leash. Right? They uh, both are. Yeah. <sighs> she's not worth it either. No, she's not that pretty and she's not nice. No, she's a very bad person. She just uses people. She makes me sad. Cool. <laughs> But I think the <laughs> what is problem? I'm just laughing, trying to like watching you trying to figure out what how to how to form words. <laughs> You're so mean. I form words every day. It's like <laughs> all day long. It's like watching a gorilla learn sign language. You know what he said to me today <laughs> when we were out shopping? Yeah. We were trying to find the car, and I had a full cart, and I was trying to figure out how to get across the parking lot because there was something in my way, and I stopped to think for a second, (laughs) and then I pushed the cart over the hump on the cement, and he's like, it's such a privilege to watch your mind at work. Like, fuck off. I don't even understand what was so fucking funny about that, that you had to be a dick. Because we're standing there, and you go, where's the car? And I was like, oh, it's down that way. And instead of going down the <laughs> the ramp that they provide to to go to where the car sparks, you turn down there. I don't say anything, because I'm like, whatever, let her do her thing. You turn to go down the one thing. Towards where he said the car was. It Yeah, but it's festooned with plants. It looks like... <laughs> It looked like the set of Romancing the Stone. <laughs> and then you stop and just kind of stare. <laughs> like, well, we can't go that way. And then instead of going back the two feet to go down the ramp, you slowly inch the cart to uh, the hump, as you call it. It's called a curb. <laughs> so mean. And then just kind of like stare for a second. Like you don't know what's gonna happen, then you inch it forward a little bit more, and then it and then it clunks down onto the the street, and then you were able to get the bottom end and then go. So my response to that was, having just sat there and observed all that, was it's just an honor to watch your mind at work. Oh, my stomach hurts from laughing. I thought there would be another ramp down a little ways, right. but there wasn't. No. That's all. 
Shut up. Watching you, though, do that was more entertaining than watching the real world. <laughs> I'll say that for it. Yeah, the real world kind of sucks. What do you think? Do you think we should stop? I don't know. There's nothing else on, really, because it's the summer. Everything is in reruns. Do you guys like hearing about the real world? Oh, yeah. Write us in and let us know if you like hearing about the real world. About the Russian bitch. What else happened? I mean, like, that's pretty much it. She she invited her boyfriend, her old boyfriend over. They started making out. Everyone in the house is like, mm, yeah, okay, we get it. Like, they all know mm-hmm. that she's two-timing both these guys. Well, and, like, when they were fighting, she said to her roommates, if he calls here, tell him I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's so fucking dramatic. Joe uh, went back to New York to sell all his shit. Oh, yeah. So he got to fuck Nick again. Yeah, hanging out with his giant girlfriend. Giant! And they got on a treadmill together. Why? Yeah, what was that? They were at the gym, and she's walking on the treadmill, and he's walking behind her and putting his hands on her hips and stuff like that, but, like, for support, I guess? I don't know. But he looks like he looks like a little toddler. <laughs> he looks like a little kid behind Mom. Oh, Mom's walking on the treadmill. I'm going to, too. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they really look ridiculous together. I did like I don't know how tall he is, but if she let's say she's like five ten, five ten, five eleven. I'd say she's six feet even. Okay, well six feet's really tall for a woman. She looks really tall and but, she's got a big head. Well we don't <laughs> We don't see her in comparison to normal sized people. So. No, we only see her next to Joe, who is presumably short. So Joe's gotta be like five five. If she's six foot tall, he's gotta be like Five five or yeah. something like that. Five four. Like he's Sounds right. Short as hell. Yeah. He's a little dude. Yeah. Why is he dating such a tall woman? That's he like has a, mommy issues. Yeah. I think that's like the Napoleon complex, right? He wants to scale her. <laughs> right. There's people that have like fet- like giant women fetishes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that once. Yeah, me too. It was disturbing. Yeah, real, real sick stuff. Um, the other roommates did nothing. No. Well, and they never do. I assumed they did something, but they weren't featured on this episode. Like, I think the other people just kind of suck. Yeah, the, I mean, the Russian at least has something, some stuff going on. The gay guy, whose name I forget again, uh, Doug? No. Mitchell? No. Dimitri? Stop. I don't know, but anyway, Steve, uh, he's, they all have generic whatever names. He's, uh, he's modeling, and then Joe is uh, the player, I guess. Or he's the wannabe player, because he's not. Nobody else does anything. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, the the pretty Cuban girl who should be, like, dating, and she doesn't seem to be. No, and she's, like... They just show, like, she'll react to things. Yeah. They, they have her and the black girl, re- that's all they do is they react to things. It's all, anytime you see them, something happens crazy with the other house guests, and they just go to the Cuban girl, and she's like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the Russian, she's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's her contribution to the episode. And the blonde girl, who may or may not be a lesbian, yeah. she doesn't do shit. She she had, like, one line the whole time. It was talking about, like, the business or lack thereof, mm-hmm. I think. That was it. Yeah, I don't I, I, I don't think it's a good sign that she has peppermint patty all over her room. That's who she reminds me of. Hey, Chuck. 
Rice. <laughs> she is a very manly lady, even with the super long hair. Yeah. Even when she's wearing the nice dresses and the, the tall boots and stuff. Still mm. manly-ish. She just has that demeanor. She's just tough. Yeah. She she seems like she should be running around with street toughs. Speaking of tough, though, the uh, the star of this movie that we watched wasn't very tough. Why are you going to talk shit about Robin Williams? No, I mean his character. Because he's a frail old person. That's mean. You're mean. You don't make fun of Jack. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know that you, uh, in the, the hour and a half or two hours that we watched this movie, that you formed such a, a solid attachment to Jack, the character. Well, I cried, so. Did you? A little bit. Aw. Didn't, didn't you? It's sad. No, I didn't cry. You know when I cried? That was at the very end of the movie. It wasn't like any of the other sad things that happened throughout the movie. It was at the very end when everybody was all happy, because then I was thinking about how he's going to die any minute. <laughs> <laughs> any minute. He goes off with his friend in the car, and I'm like, this is his last uh, night. I'll be back, Mom. Well, Jack died of a massive stroke. No, he died while losing his virginity to a prostitute. Oh, my God. Which is the only way he's ever getting laid. Well, the, well yeah. He looks like he's 70. Yeah. Maybe but he's 17. Ex- maybe we should explain what, uh, what the movie yeah. Jack is. All right. So Robin Williams. The pl- actor Robin Williams. Yeah. He plays Jack, who is 10 years old, but he... Like ages four times faster physically, mm-hmm. so he looks like he's forty. Oh wait, one second, stall for time. Okay, why? Just, just start talking. But I'm scared. Where are you going? What's just, happening? Just talk about random stuff, Carol. Okay, I'm talking about random shit. Should I keep talking about Jack or just completely random shit? Just I don't random even know. Shit, Carol. All right, I'm talking rando. Um, so when we went shopping today. I saw some of those, like, koosh balls, and I played with them because koosh balls are the best. And uh, I thought about buying one, but then I was like, I'm too old and cool for that. So, uh, (laughs) I don't know what to talk about. I miss regular network television, and uh, I kind of hate the real world. So, now, uh, here comes uh, Mark. with Close the door. With my niece. So uh, she had to do something. She'll be right back. <clears throat> she could have just stayed. Like, it's not going to take that long. But Chloe's waiting for her. Yeah. I mean, she's on the phone with her friend. She doesn't want to leave her sit there for 10 minutes. I get it. Yeah, she's on the, uh, the cordless phone with her friend. Because we're hip. And we have the cordless phone. Hit the B square. Yeah. Did I was like- telling them about the koosh ball that I was playing with when we were at the store. Oh. And how I almost bought it, but then I didn't because I'm too cool for a koosh ball. What about the slap bracelets? I love slap bracelets. There's a point in this movie where uh, Robin Williams gets all his shit back because he's been arrested. And he's like, uh, what about my pog? It's a slammer. <laughs> And then the cop reluctantly reaches in his pocket. Like, he was really, like, sad to give it back. He was going to steal that that slammer. That's ridiculous. 
Why? Why did that adult want us? I bet for his child. Maybe. And, like, maybe he thought nobody would miss it. Maybe. But you would always miss it. <laughs> it's a slammer. Come on. You'd always miss it. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to win your new kids on the block and your uh, your Jurassic Park and your, uh, I don't know, whatever other kinds of pogs you have? Mm, Sesame Street? Burger No. <laughs> Burger King was giving out pogs with their meals and stuff like that at some point. Oh, my God. I wouldn't even want anything with that creepy uh, crown dude on it. What creepy crown dude? You know, they've got the crown. Yeah. Yeah, they have Burger King, yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want what, the crown? I guess not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not, I'm not sure what dude you're talking about. Ronald McDonald's kind of creepy, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that Burger King doesn't have a uh, mascot of so, of any kind currently. Hello. Here she is. It's Molly from Fibber McGee and Molly. That is not my name. Uh, what's your name again? My name is Bella. Oh, okay. It's Bella's corner. Hello, Bella. So this is uh, this is Carol's niece, Bella, and we uh, she watched the movie with us. What did you think of Jack? Well, I didn't get to see much of the movie. Why? Why didn't you see much of the movie? We took you to the movie theater. Were you sleepy and fell asleep during the beginning of it? Or in the bathroom? I fell asleep. In the bathroom. (laughs) No, I fell asleep. Of the parts of the movie that you liked or remember and saw, what did you think? Um, it it was a pretty good movie. I gotta say, it's a pretty good movie. It's an interesting concept, the idea of a person that ages four times faster, which apparently is a real thing, I guess, is an actual disease. It's super, super rare. Really? Yeah, but here's the thing. There's lots of... I did a little reading. I went to the library and I did a little reading. And there there are lots of differences uh, between the, this disease as, as they portray it and in real life. Uh, apparently, this most uh, commonly... Uh, like occurs during puberty. So they age normally before that, and then during puberty, that's when they start to age accelerated. Okay. And they usually, like, so there's different kinds. Uh, it's called pro- progenia, mm-hmm. and there's different kinds. Um, the kind that they were talking about in here, usually people die in their late teens or early mm-hmm. tw- or early 20s. Um, and then there's other kinds where they live to, like, in their, like, mid-40s or whatever. <clears throat> Average age. So, I mean, that part, I guess, they got right as to the fact that he'd be close to dying by the time he graduated high school. Yeah, but it's it's not often... Like, also, you wouldn't just, like, look like a normal 40-year-old. Like, he ages four times as fa- faster, so and he's 10 years old. So he has the appearance of a 40-year-old. But in this disease, they don't, they don't grow proportionally. Their head's, like, bigger... And their bodies are small, like Aww. they're smaller. They're like preternaturally short, I guess. 
And so they wouldn't necessarily look like a full-grown 40-year-old. Their face and everything takes on the the older appearance, but they don't <gasps> look, you know, what? It's the girl from 90210. Yeah, there you go. Yes, she's she's got it. Now we know what's wrong with her. She's a real-life Jack. <laughs> but that's, yeah, they that's what they... Yeah, there were some pictures in the books, and, uh, yeah, they look not great. They look kind of alienish. Yeah. So what did you think, though, Bella? I thought the movie was pretty good. Yeah. Would you want to grow faster than you're growing? Oh, my God. No. No. <laughs> what? No. What did you think about the scene when he was at the bar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, when he, when he got into a fight. Yeah, and he kissed his friend's mom. Oh. That's pretty creepy. Imagine if you you looked like you were forty and you kissed your friend Chloe's dad. Oh That'd my be god! Creepy, wouldn't what it? The hell? <laughs> no, her face. <laughs> right. This is what I. This is. <laughs> but does Chloe's dad look like Fran Drescher? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I never seen his face. Okay. okay. No. I only seen her mom's. I only seen her mom's face. Yeah. Okay. Well, her mom's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. Just her. So, yeah. Uh, this movie was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and it has more fart jokes than I would assume a Francis Ford <laughs> Coppola movie would have in it. But the subject matter is ten-year-old boys. Yeah, so I mean, I get that, but it's really weird that Francis Ford Coppola directed this movie to me. Why? I, because he's directed The Godfather. Like, is he really, he's slumming hard. You think that this movie is slumming? For someone like Francis Ford Coppola, yeah. But this look movie's at, not going to be nominated for an Oscar, Carol. But did you see, like, there were so many people that are good in this movie. Like, Jennifer Lopez, Fran Drescher... Yeah, um, Jennifer, Robin Williams, Jennifer, Bill Cosby. Uh huh. Jennifer Lopez is uh, pretty new, though. She was in that Selena movie, and she was a fly girl on in Living Color. Mm-hmm. But you know, she's decent in this movie, and the the small part that she has in this movie. But I wouldn't say like, wow, what a what a get, you know. Is there anything else you want to say, Bill? Because you can you can call your friend back when Bill Cosby you're ready. and and uh, Robin Williams are have a lot of good chemistry together, com- comedically. What? I gotta say, this movie was pretty good. All right, wow. good movie. And also, come to Bella's corner. I, I think they're here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Always come to Bella's corner. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, go call your friend. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Not you guys, though. We're still talking to you. Don't yeah. go anywhere. Well, you can call your friends, too, if you need to. <laughs> but, I, so, I don't know. What do you think? Like, did you like it? Yeah. Didn't you? There was a lot not to like, in my opinion. Really? I'm so surprised. Like, So, I don't even know where to begin. Wow. The 
there's there's not a whole lot of plot in this movie to me. The they get a lot of mileage out of the idea of this kid gets old fast. Well, that is the whole premise. Yeah. And they everything seems super easy. Like it's this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. It's not dramatic enough or serious enough for him to actually really go through some big psychological hurdles trying to acclimate himself to real school from fifth grade. There's a little bit of that, but it's not it's not forefront of the movie. The movie is funnier than it is dramatic, but it's also not just like a flat-out comedy. It's really kind of... It's a mixture of drama and comedy, but it's like... I don't know. It's not... It doesn't blend super well to me. I The... The tone of the movie is, you know, kind of like, it's at odds with itself. And I didn't, they, like, all of a sudden, you know, there uh, there comes a point where he's he's got heart problems or whatever because he's, mm-hmm. he's getting old. And that's, you know, that comes out <laughs> of nowhere pretty much. It's not really, I mean, like, we know he's, you know, that he's growing older and everything like that. But it's not like, there's no real hints to it or anything. It just kind of like bang out of nowhere. Which happens lots of times when people have heart problems. And uh, he just was under a bunch of stress, which can bring on stuff. Yeah, I get it. I get it, Carol. But thematically, from a movie's point of view, it's not the best. You know what I mean? And I don't know. There's there, there's a lot of There's a lot of things that I don't love about it. But... Robin Williams is Robin Williams and and every scene that he's in is better because he's there. And it's yeah. like if if this starred somebody else, could you imagine if this was Jim Carrey as Jack? Oh god, no. That would be terrible. That's what I'm saying. So, to me, if the the if the movie can't withstand another actor, then the movie has some problems. But they got the perfect person for this. The person that could play comedy and play sweet and drama and vulnerable perfectly. And therefore, the the movie works. He even manages to capture childlike wonder in his eyes. Yeah. How do do you control your eyes? Like, it's just magic. Robin Williams is magic. (laughs) Yeah. Diane Lane's good in this. She's she's not in a lot, but she's his mom. And she, you know, she's... Like, her... She's got the most to do outside of Robin Williams, I think. As far as... Even though she's not in the movie a lot. As far as her emotional journey in this movie. Because she has to learn to kind of let go. And she has to learn to let go so much faster than parents normally do well because she never worked on it she it wasn't the proper progression she she just held on super tight for 10 years it's so like it's so weird though because like there's so much underdeveloped in this movie though like that that element of her holding on too tight is somewhat developed but we don't get enough of her character we don't get enough scenes with her character to really feel all that 
And then, like, the dad is just, we get a scene of him taking pictures of, like, half-naked girls <laughs> sitting on carrots. He was shooting a commercial. Yeah, for carrots. No, yes, yeah, no, not a commercial, a spread, like a spread. An ad. Advertisement. Yeah. But, yeah, he's shooting a spread. And, like, that's all we get of his, like, that's his job. And we're like, oh, okay. And then, at one point in the movie, he says... You know, at some point we should talk about having another kid or whatever because he was supposed to be the first of three and this was ten years ago, blah, 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 blah. And it's, you know, because she's been hanging on so tightly to him that they haven't been, you know, trying to have another kid because it, the, he takes so much of her energy. Yeah, that's understandable. Why would you want to have another kid when you're dealing with a sick kid? No, I'm just saying that they, they it's like a throwaway line, right? And then at the end of the movie when he graduates, they, they it's like a, it's like... It's like there's a table in front of him, and they do the reveal, <laughs> like because the just out of frame, they're they're graduating, they're all clapping and everything. We haven't seen any hint of anything else until right. this point, and then just out of frame, she lifts up, and it's a baby in her arms. It's like we got another one. He's gonna die, but we got one that's that's good. Like hopefully, we, you don't we, know. We got a non dud here. Well, I guess they do know because she was only pregnant for two months. Yeah, which also I don't think is how. This disease works. Doesn't seem like it could. Two months. Also, he says his birthday is September 12th when he first goes into the classroom, but his parents are at a Halloween party at the beginning of the movie, so that doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, interesting. Like, that would be a real, real early Halloween party. Yeah. I assumed when I saw that, I was like, oh, his birthday is going to be around my birthday because my <laughs> birthday is around Halloween. Yeah. But then he says September 12th, so I think that's just a goof. I think one of the most heartbreaking things about this movie, though, is, like, that he will never have a partner. Yeah. A partner. He's always, he's always not going to fit. He's got a best friend, though. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, romantically, like, he's never going to have somebody. Well, yeah, because we, we discussed that. We discussed, because he asks Jennifer Lopez out. His, his teacher, teacher. Out to, to a date for the, for the dance, the school dance. And she's like, no. He's <laughs> like, you, you know, you up here, you know, like you. You're you look still, just like me. You're still young. Yeah. She's like, you look like me, but you know, but you're still really young in in here. And she points to his head, right? And he's like, well, I can't go with one of the girls my age because I look way too old. And we talked about it, and we were like, that is, it's messed up because. It'd be gross, kind of, Mm -hmm. if he dated a girl his own age, but then it's also gross for him to date an adult. Yeah, either way. And then at the end of the movie, he's an adult, finally, but he looks like an old man, so it would be really hard to find another adult female who would want to be with him, and especially because they know he's going to die. He's 17. Did they say that? Yeah. Or are we making an assumption? Well, he was 10, and then they said seven years later. Okay. And then he was graduating as the valedictorian of his high school. And he said, I made it, Mom. I'm finally a grown-up. So. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. That's kind of what stuck with me. Yeah, that's when she lifted the kid and was like, here's your replacement. (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was a really good movie and it was sweet and sad and at times funny i would say it mostly was not funny i think it was more of a drama than a comedy there were 
good parts to this movie. But this movie was like... Uh, this movie was like a, a quilt that doesn't that just doesn't quite fit together. Doesn't just everything just doesn't me- mesh together. There were lots. There was no cohesion. I guess is what I mean. Um, we go from him being born after two months of her being pregnant to we zoom ahead ten years, which I kind of get because this is the change period of his life. He's been homeschooled by Bill Cosby all up until this point. You know, eating Jello pudding pops and stuff like that, uh, and then you know he starts going to school. But then we zoom seven years later when when he's graduating, and in between, it's like here's a scene with him and his friends. Here's a scene with Robin Williams pretending to be a ten year old, pretending to be a, a principal, and it's like, <laughs> isn't that funny? And it's like, yeah, that's okay. Yes, I, I get the humor of that, but it's like. All these different scenes, they don't really fit together. Like in screenwriting, you're supposed to say, like, you know, this this scene comes in, right? So you say, um, okay, you don't say this happens, then this happens, then this happens. You say, well, this happens because this happened before. And then, you know, this next scene happens because of what happened in this scene. And there's not a lot of that in this movie. There's some. There's some progression of things. But there's not a lot of... There's just... They're like vignettes. It's like, here's him doing this. Here's him playing basketball. Here's him you know, uh, playing with his friends. Here's him depressed. Like, a lot of this movie... Or, you know, like he's he goes to school. And then, like, all of a sudden he's sick. And it's like, now he can't go to school. And now he's depressed. And his mom doesn't want him to go to school. And, and it's just... I don't know. It doesn't all fit together to me. Well, I don't think that he was ever too sick to go to school, aside from when he had that heart thing, like, and was in the hospital. That's I what think I mean. It was, it was just his mom. Well, she, she, like, people kept saying, well, "Can he come out and play?" And that he, was cute. I liked that. I thought, yeah, that was a cute scene. But she was like, she wasn't saying, "Oh, he, I don't want him to." She said that he doesn't want to. Yeah. So he was depressed. He wasn't sick. That's what I'm saying. He, but he wasn't going to. He couldn't go to school because she wouldn't let him, and he was depressed about it. And it's like that took up a lot of movie time too. And I don't know. I just it didn't. I don't know. It didn't fit together to me. Like if he had gotten sick or or gotten hurt as a consequence of going to school. Not just like, oh, his body's breaking down because that's what's happening. Doesn't matter if he's in school or not. If he had been on the playground and like a bully came up to him or something like that and pushed him over, like got pissed off at him or something mm-hmm. like that, and then the mom reacted that way, that would make more sense. That would that would tie those things together a little bit more. But instead, it's just like he this natural thing happened to him because of his condition would have happened if he was at school? Would have happened if he wasn't at school? Well, we don't know that because we have absolutely no details. I mean, it could have been stress. Well, he said it was some sort of angina, arterial something. Yeah, whatever. but I mean, that I, was brought on by stress. I like the fact that uh, the the uh, OBGYN that delivered the baby is right? also his pediatrician. It must be a, a small town. Double specialty, I guess, or yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> Keeping that budget down, I guess. Right. And, and would he need a pediatrician? Or would it be 
a, a different, like, would it be an adult doctor? That's his, a good his point. physiology is adult, so. But maybe this guy's a family doctor. I don't know. Well, that he, covers he, all the bases. He's good, whatever he is. <laughs> he came into that delivery room, like, calm down. Like, he's like, he was big shit. He's like, calm down, everybody. We're fine. We're not having a baby right now. Mm. And then uh, they show the x-rays again what did they do the sonogram okay they took a sonogram and they're like yeah full full grown fetus and he's like what the fuck and then she's fully dilated yeah so then he gave birth or you know uh assisted in the delivery or whatever you call it delivered the baby how crazy she only knew she was pregnant for like a month maybe mm-hmm. all of a sudden she's given birth to a full grown human what ew no well he's full grown Full-grown baby. There you go. Full-grown baby. Babies aren't human. Okay, I got it. (laughs) Babies are not (laughs) full-grown. Jerk. Fully developed. He's just on today. He's just all over me. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Just (laughs) wait. Making fun of me. Yeah, you just wait. Okay, what's that mean? You know what that means. Well, I'm going to get my ass kicked after the show. That's right. Well, that's pretty much all I got to say about the movie. I did enjoy it. I would recommend it, but go in knowing they're, it's not perfect. Okay. I'll give you not perfect, but definitely enjoyable. Well, Robin Williams makes it. I love Robin Williams. If Robin Williams wasn't in this movie, it's not a good movie. I mean, you could pick, you know, I, I know you don't like Jim Carrey that much, but you could pick somebody else too. Steve Martin. If this is Steve Martin, it's not that good of a movie. And I think Steve Martin's a, a fantastic actor too, but you need you need Robin Williams to play this role. There's no one else like the way it's written. There's no one else that could play it, in my opinion. Maybe. Anyway, that's it for uh, this week. Carol, why don't you tell the people stuff? Uh, you can check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yeah. Please write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. We'd and love let to us hear from you. know if you want us to continue to cover the real world. If you write to us, we'd be rather glad. We would be, you weirdo. All right. Well, have a good week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.